love it. Oh, it's lovely to see your faces. So nice being up here and being able to see so many beautiful faces. And I know that some people still feel they need to wear the mask and that's good, but I just love to see smiles this week in the cafe. Just what a difference getting to see people smiling and you could see what they were, what they were carrying. I need to see that. I need to see what, where I need to speak into, but I love seeing your faces. It's so good to see this morning and welcome online as well, everybody that's watching today. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk about the cafe again. I feel like I talk about the cafe all the time. It's part of my life now, <laughs> but um, I just love it. And recently we've been doing a lot of clay work. <laughs> I have no idea what to do. Sometimes I'm just like, do you know what, let's do clay this week. <laughs> See how we get on. And you get this amazing stuff called air drying clay and so you don't need to have a kiln or anything like that you can make little creations you can let it dry out and then you can paint it and make it look beautiful so with it being easter i thought you know what we can make loads of little easter decorations and can let the kids play with the clay it's really therapeutic as well so even for adults it's good to get stuck in and start molding see what you come up with but it's kind of tricky actually <laughs> i'll be honest and mark came to the cafe and mark actually can you can do it mark can't you yeah mark can make mark's made a pottery course so mark's maybe going to come and give us a wee bit of a hand to go to the next level mark <laughs> that'd be good but you know i just found working with this clay brilliant and we, we did a lot with that and James got really inspired and he said mum please can we get some of this clay to work with at home I really want to make things with the clay I really want to start making stuff so he started with a huge lump you know what kids are like hey they're just like let's get stuck in and he chopped a big bit off and he got really ambitious and he started to want to make his own little character a little man you know so he got he got the head and started molding this and then he took a couple of bits off and got the arms sorted out stuck them on you know, on the side and he was like quite pleased with it and then he tried to stand the man up <laughs> and it just kind of I said oh maybe when it dries darling let's let it dry out you know let's let it dry out and see what happens maybe it'll stand up a bit then and I'm thinking oh no the head's about five times as big as the body <laughs> I don't, know how, I don't know how this is going to work out. However, he persevered, bless him, and yeah, the arm fell off, and he got a bit sad about it, bless him. And I said, you know what, let's make something simple. I think we've gone a little bit ambitious here, um, and I can't help it, and the kids are always annoying me, and I started talking about God. You know, God makes man. God is the one that can do this sort of thing, and you know, he made us perfectly, and I said, he's like, yeah, mum, okay. Right, let's just make something simple. <laughs> So I said, well, why not make a little bowl or something you can use, like a little thing for your room that you can put little bits of Lego in or something like that. So he did, he started to mold this bowl and he took a lot of time over it. And I explained to him about, you know, pressing in and pressing and molding and shaping this bowl to, to retain something and not to be too thick because it's going to take a long time to dry out, just the right consistency and just to make it, um, you know, good to dry out because see when clay dries it's prone to breaking it's prone to cracking so there's a real technique in it mark probably could tell us a whole load about it because he was giving me some great info and i look forward to the day mark having it at the cafe to show us um better techniques but it just spoke to me you know god formed us from the very dust of the ground basically from clay he formed us and he molded us and shaped us 
and we're all prone to breaking. We're all prone to cracking, and that's what I want to talk about today. You know, there's so many references in the Bible to God being the potter and us as the clay and how he takes us and he molds and shapes us beautifully, each one individually, no carbon copy, not come out of a factory, uh, each one with its own stamp of the Father's hand and the, the stamp of his love on you. So, yeah, like into, there's so many references, but one that, um, that's, that stood out to me was Isaiah 64, verse 8. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of our hand. And Jill shared that this morning. And as well, I just want you to remember where you came from. You're not an accident. You are formed from the Father's hand. He made you the way you are. He made you beautifully, perfectly, just as he wanted you to be. He stamped, the King of Kings stamped you with his approval, his value is in you today. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, there's no, there's no accident about this. It's not that you just arrived from nothing. If you look at, I'm just fascinated by the creation of, you know, the embryo and how that, it's just incredible, you know, the, the different things that happen to that, that process to bring about this beautiful baby, this human that's full of wonder and, and, and just so much complexity. And God made you just the way you are. You know, everyone needs to be valued. And I think that's something that, we're, that the world struggles with, is finding value in ourselves. And psychologists teach it, uh, you know, find your value. Where, where's your value? And a lot of people seek value in all different avenues of life. It might be your job where you, get, where you think your value sits. But, you know, that's only temporary might be, you know, people's opinion of you. That might be where your value sits. Maybe you don't want it to be, but it's some, something that kind of rises up in there. Maybe it's your financial status and you're struggling because you don't have that and you think, I don't have any value because I don't have the money and I don't have the wealth and I don't have the, the good house and I don't have the, all the things that I want. And that's sometimes what we value. Or do we value just you know, the relationship we've got with another person, is that where our value sits? God says, you know, I value you. And that's the most important thing, that your value is with me, your creator. And I think when we get that, and we understand that our value sits with our father, and that he is the potter, and we are the clay, he chose us. We didn't choose him. The clay doesn't go to the potter and go, oh yeah, you'll do. <laughs> the potter takes the clay and he lifts it and then he starts to shape and mold it. In John 15, 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. So remember that this morning, guys, that he chose you. You're chosen. You're chosen by him. You know, it's, it's such, a, where, what more value do we need but to know that we're chosen by the living God. And if you can grasp and take hold of that this morning, <laughs> I tell you, 
everything else can flow from that. That's where you can get your confidence from. That's where you can get your assurance from. You know, take your, take your courage from. Everything can come from knowing that you're chosen by the living God, formed and shaped by him. You know, he sent his son, Jesus, so that you could be free. That's how much he values you today. He values you so much that he wanted to set you free. He didn't want you to live a life of sin anymore. He didn't want you to live a life of bondage and pain and, and struggle. He wanted to set you free. And he sent Jesus to do that for us. Isn't that beautiful? The God of creation knows you inside out. You know, he, because he formed you, because he breathed life into you. He knows every single part of you. He knows you from the inside out. And uh, he just loves you and he wants to lavish his love for you. So this morning I'm going to talk about jars of clay. And the verse I want you to look up, take your time to do this, because I really feel it's important not to rush over verses in the Bible because there's so much power in the Word of God. Amen? So if we can look up 2 Corinthians 4, verses 6 to 9. That's what I'm going to be talking about this morning. For God who said, I'll give you a minute, sorry, I'm saying take a minute and then I'll rattle on. <laughs> Second Corinthians 4, 6 to 9. And if you don't have your Bible or your or a phone or anything, try and scribble it down or just remember or go back to it later because there's power in these words. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. So Paul uses this metaphor of clay to describe and highlight our fragility. Now I'm all for motivation stuff, you know, Woo let's go for it guys and all the rest of it. I love to get a bit of motivation, but re the reality is, and I just want to bring this this morning, is we are so, so fragile. You know, we, I don't know about you, I'm speaking from experience, but there's times when I feel like I could climb a mountain, and sometimes attempt, <laughs> but you do, you've got so much energy and you know, you could do everything. And then there's days you wake up and you think, I don't know if I'm gonna have enough energy to do the school run this morning. And that's the reality, we're fragile. We're fragile in our physical bodies, but we're also fragile in our human nature. You know, we're all prone to making the wrong choices. We're all prone to being fragile of mind. There's times when we feel, you know, emotionally totally sorted, and there's times when we feel like we just want to cry, or we just want to, like, give up, or we feel anger, or we feel hurt and disappointed. All these things are, are fragile, but in that fragility, there's a treasure. 
And that's what Paul's speaking about this morning. He is, well, not this morning, <laughs> thousands of years ago. <laughs> but through these words, he's saying, you know, there's a treasure within us. How beautiful that God would choose us, fragile human beings, fragile jars of clay, to hold his greatest treasure. I love that irony, you know, that, but God does that. He loves to speak, not the way the world speaks. Because if it was the world, if someone was making, like you or I, we're going to make a vessel to carry our greatest treasure, it'd probably be made of titanium or something that was totally impenetrable and it would just be able to survive for millions of years and never ever break. We'd be like, right, let's reinforce this and let's never let it break. But God says no, because he wants us to rely on him. He wants us to, his power to be shown through us, that we would be vessels of his glory and vessels of his love and his grace and his mercy. So we are vessels, guys. That's what he created us to be, to be carriers of light, carriers of his grace to the world that needs it so, so badly. We're chosen, just like I said before, he chose us to carry this. And he said, my burden's not heavy. You know, my yoke's not heavy, my burden is light. In, um, you know, the world of psychology and mental health um, field and all of these different things, we talk about filling, the jar, filling your jar, making sure it's filled up, don't dry out. And that's a r r amazing that they're catching up with God, you know, God, God knows this. He, he, he made us like that and the Bible teaches that, but psychologists and all of these amazing people are, are, are finding that out for themselves. We need to be filled. Now, unfortunately, of course, the world will teach you to fill up with different things. And there are things that will satisfy for a small time. It might be you need to exercise and that's good. You know, that fills your jar for a little bit of time, but it soon dries out again. And then you might, for example, let's think, have a little bit of rest time, chill out, put your feet up. These sorts of things fill up your jar a little bit, but we want our jar overflowing. And the only way to get a jar overflowing is with the presence of God. And he, is well, he wants to come and literally keep filling as long as we keep our jar ready, he wants to come and keep it overflowing with his presence and his joy, his peace, his love, his kindness. Those are things that will never, ever dry out. So we need to, we need to remember that. So yeah, absolutely. As human beings for our physical self, you know, we do need to fill up and we do need to look after our bodies. We need to eat the right things, exercise, rest, read good books. Thank you, Lindsay, for that recommendation. <laughs> All these things. But spiritually, you know, we can try it really quickly if we don't ask the presence of God into our lives to fill us and let it overflow um, and keep us, keep us filled up. Otherwise, what happens is what crack up. I don't know about you. There's been plenty of times where I felt like I'm going to crack, crack up. Hey Tim, <laughs> but you know, God is God is God is waiting for us to to come. I just want to talk a little bit about purpose as well this morning. You know, 
I'm just wanting to show you this. I'm not supposed to move, sorry. I don't know if I can move this. This big jar here. I just wanted to have it here. Now, purpose is something that we all struggle with. You know, it's been a question that people have asked for years and years and years. What is my purpose? Striving, thinking, oh, you know, I really need to find out what my deal is here on this, on this earth. What was I made to do? What was I made to be? And it's hard, isn't it? Because we feel we've got so much inside and it's just channeling that. And where does that go? And where do we put our efforts? But you know what? If you can get this one thing today, I think everything else flows from that, from the Holy Spirit. And that is you were created to be a vessel for God's glory. That is your purpose. He made you beautifully, just as I said, fearfully and wonderfully made to carry his glory, to carry his love and his grace. That's all we need to know. From that, God will bless you with purpose if you keep with the assurance that he's done that, that he's made you for that purpose. That's all we need to know. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Amen. When, we, when we're soaking in his presence, when we're filled with his presence, joy overflows. You know, and we've got a clear mind. And that, again, <clears throat> we're struggling these days to have a clear mind. We're overwhelmed with so much, you know, things going on. Where do I go? What's happening in the world? How do I cope with that? You know, when we fill up with God's presence, there comes joy and everything else can just disappears and joy overflows. So what are you carrying today? I want to ask you that question. I just want you to take a moment to think, what have you been carrying around? You know, we often carry stuff that we're not meant to carry. We keep it in there. We feel if we let it go, it's not gonna be us anymore. It's not gonna be, you know, our value. We're not going to be valued anymore. Um, so what are we carrying today that we need to empty at the foot of the cross? Jesus wants to take your burden off you because I'm telling you something, I tried to lift this bad boy today. Thank you, Ian Scott, for lifting it for me. So heavy. And I think the weight sometimes of what you carry, you know, can really break us. It can really hurt us and damage us and and it can really really um give us a real pain god's saying this morning that he wants you to lay it down he wants you to might feel a little bit funny tipping yourself over and emptying some of that stuff out and it might feel uncomfortable but he says don't don't worry because i'm going to fill you up with, with the good stuff, with my presence, with the Holy Spirit to carry you. And it's light, literally. If I was Louisa from Encanto, I could like, Whoa! lift that chart up with one hand. Um, but yeah, we need to, you know, because we are fragile. Going back to that fragility of, of, of human nature, of who we are, our bodies, you know, aches and pains and, um, sickness and things like that that we just we have and you know God God doesn't want us to feel pain it's just the fragility of human nature and, and of who we are but in everything 
God shines through. He wants to shine through you today. In verse 7 of 2 Corinthians, what we're, that we were reading, it says, Paul encourages the church with these words, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Whatever challenges you are facing, God can help you overcome this morning. He can help you overcome in any time. He will not let you be crushed or destroyed. You might feel the cracks. You know, Tim's neck cracks and creaks and... Hey. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Oh, your boy, get some WD-40. <laughs> but the, 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 we crack, you know, we start to crack and... Oh, that's a bit, but you know what? God's light will shine through every crack and every worn bit that we have. It's powerful. The treasure within you is so powerful that it will shine through and, and shine beauty everywhere. And so for some of you, you felt like you're a dusty old jar on the shelf with all your little cracks and things that you're yeah, maybe left and feeling a bit, you know, unused or misused and there's dust gathered and you're feeling worthless and not valued anymore. But God's saying this morning, he wants to dust you off, you know, dust off, be proud of who you are. You're chosen, a chosen vessel of mine and he wants you to shine for him. There's not one of us here that doesn't have cracks doesn't have bits that have, you know, hurt us and damaged us a little bit. We chip here, we chip there. There's always going to be that. But remember who lives inside you this morning. He lives inside you, and there's no greater power than that. But maybe it's gone beyond weak spots. Maybe it's gone beyond these cracks. Maybe you're feeling that you've been knocked off the shelf one too many times and you're lying broken on the floor the weight of what you've been carrying might have actually broken you and you're thinking I can't be put back together this is it I've had it I'm done I'm no use anymore or maybe the pressures of life weigh heavily on you and while the outside on the outside you look like totally sorted nailing life but on the inside you're really broken. You know, God's got so much for you. But first of all, I'm gonna play this video. Ruben, if that's okay, if you can play a wee video. This is just a wee illustration about feeling that pressure and weight. Why would anything go wrong? I'm totally fine, Maddie's fine, Louisa's fine. I'm totally not nervous. Your eyes, doing the thing. I'm a strong one. I'm not nervous. I'm as tough as the crust of the earth is. Okay. I move mountains. I move churches. And I glow because I know what my worth is. Of course. I mean, hey, where are you going? I don't ask how hard the work is. Got a rough and destructible surface. Diamonds and platinum. I find them and flatten them. I take what I'm handed. I break what's demanded. But under the surface, I feel berserk as a tightrope walker in a three Circus under the surface. Was Hercules ever like you? Oh, I'm pretty sure he 
Wow. <laughs> Gotta love a bit of Encanto. It's played constantly in my house, the music of that. But Louisa, wow. You could see, couldn't you? She, on the outside, she was holding it. Everybody was giving her it because she was able to carry a lot of stuff. And there's people, and I know that there's people here and there's people watching online as well that will be carrying a lot of stuff because they're, they feel they're capable or people feel they're capable. They've got gifts. They've got gifts that, um, that people sometimes abuse because you're so talented and you're so gifted that people just keep putting it on you, keep putting it on you, and the pressure builds. Maybe it's expectation, you know, that, that, that you're always going to be perfect, that you're always good, that you're always the top achiever, that you're always the top earner, whatever that might be. But you know what? That surface pressure brings cracks, brings cracks. And God wants to say this morning that he wants to take that pressure off you, that he wants you to lay that burden down this morning. As I said before, it might not be surface pressure. It might be that, that you just feel totally abandoned and totally useless. But God says, come, you know, I can, I can restore. I can restore you and transform you this morning. And he wants you to know that, that he can take every broken piece every bit that's shattered and hurt, and he can put you back together with love and with, with, with so much grace. And Aaron shared again recently, which was amazing, was about the Kintsugi um, Japanese art form. <clears throat> Kintsugi, which is just amazing. And I don't know if you can, Ruben, there's no pressure at all, but if you can find the last slide, then that's good. If not, I just wanted to show the bowls. But um, the good news is, that no one is ever too damaged for God, you know? And Kintsugi shows, I love Japanese culture. I think it's so beautiful. They always see things um, in such depth, you know? They see things um, for the beauty that they are. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks, Shubim. And Kintsugi means golden joinery. It refers to the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with lacquer, dusted, or mixed with powdered gold, silver, or platinum. As a philosophy, it treats breakage and repair as part of your history of an object rather than something to disguise. How beautiful. You know, and that's what God wants for us. He wants you to know that those breakages that have been caused, he can use that. He can use that to be something beautiful. And he can transform you and give you a new life. He can give you a new life and you can be transformed and, and live life with purpose again. Live life with um, his spirit inside you. And you see these bowls up here, how beautiful. How many cracks, but the cracks are displayed and highlighted with this gold. And that's God's grace, his grace highlighted in our lives. You know, we've all got testimonies. And I think you need to be proud of your testimony I think you need to remember it's something I love to do. I love to go back and remember when God spoke to my heart and changed me from the inside out. Get emotional. <laughs> you know, so fragile, so broken, and yet he comes and he loves us so much and he just wants to overlay us with gold and let us shine for all to see. And sometimes we try to do it ourselves. Sometimes we try... <laughs> 
all the potions and all the, the fancy stuff to make ourselves look like we've not cracked, you know? Whatever that might be, we try to adorn our basic clay jar with whatever we can so that we'll look like we've got it all together and we look like, you know, a million dollars or whatever. That the, the world sort of portrays as the altogether person. But God says that's not how I work. God works differently to the world and he fixes us from the inside out and he heals us from the inside out. And I just want to invite you this morning to take that healing, to ask him into your heart and to ask him to come and pick up the broken pieces or ask him to come and, and seal those cracks or, or to, to help you to understand that, you know, like Jill said this morning, he, he's not mean. It's not him that causes the cracks. We often cause the cracks ourselves, you know, because we decide that we're going to do whatever, go down our own road. And he wants to come, though, and say, I don't, I love you, my child. I love you. And I, I want to heal you. And I want to restore you and transform you from the inside out. In 1 Peter 5.10, it says, And after you have suffered a little while, while the God of all grace, he has called you to eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And I just want you to hold on to that word this morning. Whatever situation you're facing, that God will restore, confirm, and establish you once more. Strengthen you from the inside out. And that's as believers, that's what we want to we wanna daily do. We want to come and say, God, fill me this morning. Fill me up so that I can take on whatever I need to take on today. God, I will walk in your grace and your mercy and your burden is light. And I don't need to rely on my own strength because in our weakness, his power is made perfect. So we, we, we need to rely on Jesus this morning. So I just want to invite everyone this morning to open up your hands. I don't know what your situation is. Um, I don't know where you're at. Maybe, maybe you've you're great and you, you, you do get up in the morning you fill yourself with the presence of God I know that I've got many cracks <laughs> and I know that I try I'm trying to get better I'm remembering that God's presence is the most important thing first thing in the morning and then that helps me through the day and maybe you are broken maybe you feel that you're lost and you don't feel that you've got a purpose anymore you don't feel that you're worth it anymore. God says you're worth it. You're worth it to him. He's chosen you to be his vessel, vessel of hope, vessel of peace, vessel of joy to a world that needs it. Wow, they need it. And if you can overflow with his presence, you can overflow to a lost and dying world. There's no greater privilege on this earth, no greater honor than to do that. So if you just open up your hands, I just want to pray. So for those people that maybe have never given their heart to Jesus, they maybe just think, I'm so broken and I don't know what to do. God's saying, come to me and I will give you rest. Through Jesus, 
I will put you back together. I will give you freedom beyond freedom. I will, I will heal all those cracks. I will put you back together and love you with gold and, and lavish you with all the healing power I have. Father God, I thank you for each person, God. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, you would fall in this place. Father God, that you would come with your healing power and your, your beauty and your grace, God, and you would come and pour liquid gold on every crack, God. And for those people that just, just want your love, God, I just pray for them right now, Father. They would open their hearts to you, God. They would see you. They would see your eyes. They would look upon your eyes and all else would become insignificant. God, would you heal them today? Father, would you heal us today? Would you bring your presence and fill us with your joy? Fill us with your peace. Fill us with your grace, God, to overflow in this morning so that all of these cracks, God, would only show your glory. That a world that needs you, God, that needs to know what their purpose is, where they're, they're, um, why they were made, why they were created, God, that you, your name would be known as Father God, as Creator God, as the one who shapes and molds and loves and cares for each one of us. Oh God, come with your Holy Spirit this morning. Fill us up, God. We want to overflow with your love, God, to a lost and dying world. Come and fill us this morning. Oh, God. We don't want to crack under pressure anymore, God. We don't want to, we don't need to shoulder the burdens. We thank you, Jesus, that you did that on the cross for us. We thank you that we do not need to carry what the world carries. And thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And if there's anyone here this morning that wants to give their heart to God, I just want to say this simple prayer, you know, and, and Jesus just says, knock, and the door will be open. It's that simple. Just, he's waiting. He's already chosen you, just like I said. But just say this simple prayer, Jesus. I thank you for what you did on the cross. I've done many things, God, that have hurt you and hurt myself, and I don't know what to do anymore, but Jesus, thank you that you came down to earth and that you died for me on the cross, that I might have freedom. And God, today I accept that freedom. I want a relationship with you, Jesus. I want to be restored to you again and walk in your ways. But thank you, Father, for your grace. And I love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And if anyone did say that prayer for the first time, I don't want to embarrass you and just let us know. Either you can come up and speak to one of us at the end or you could just give us a little hands up. It's up to you, either way. But we, um, we just pray that um, God touched you this morning through this message. But thank you all. Bless you in Jesus' name, amen.